Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Wow, is this deal for real? Attention, man in the meat section. Yes. Those deals are real. What is this place? Grocery Outlet, where you can get otherworldly deals on incredible brand name items every day. I'm feeling such... bliss? It's the deals. They do that to people. Grocery Outlet Bargain Market. Welcome to Bargain Bliss. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? <gasps> Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need! We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. My, how time flies, Mike, because the last time you and I got together to do a podcast, I was praising the virtues of Urban Meyer and sticking by the Jaguars coach and why other people should as well. And what a weekend it was for Urban Meyer and the Jaguars, and they didn't even play. I, all right, I just I had, to, I had to throw it out before we started because we talked a lot about Urban Meyer, and then a viral video pops up, and everything that I tried to stand for in our last episode was just basically thrown out the window. That's the type of weekend it was for a lot of people when it comes to fantasy, but it was a rough one in my stance for Urban Meyer. Yeah, I mean, life comes at you fast. And for Urban Meyer, as we'd gone through on uh, our last episode, uh, you know, just the cavalcade of storylines that had surrounded his tenure with the Jaguars from personnel moves and the attempts, you know, to bring in a strength coach and people barked about Tebow. Nobody cared about Tebow until he missed a couple of blocks in a preseason game. It's like, see, I told you so. Otherwise, he was just a guy. Uh, but you go on down the line, you're 0-4. And you know what? When you're 0-4, a little bit of trouble becomes a much bigger story, Dan. If he's 4-0, and it's, uh, it's still bad, right? I mean, it's still, you know, a family issue that needs to be uh, discussed and whatever, but when when you're 0-4 and these things have piled up, people will uh, go to the lowest common denominator and start calling every name in the book. 
Well, the, the other thing I just want to know is uh, what coach is Vic Fangio going to throw under the bus or yell at next week? No, that's true. Next week. Because we've got Urban Meyer already. Now it's John Harbaugh. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I don't know what beef you may have with Mike Tomlin, but they have the Steelers coming up in week five. Who knows if he'll have to throw Tomlin under the bus for something. Yeah, I think Vic Fangio is starting to take the Michael Jordan approach. of, And I took that personally. Uh, John Harbaugh. I thought we were on good terms. We had a nice chat before the game, but I promise you, I'm not going to give that insult one second of thought. What's meaningful to us is not necessarily meaningful to them. And I I don't know where you stood on the the play, right? The Ravens and the run play to get to 100 yards to extend a streak. But we go back to the preseason and the desire to win games and keep a winning streak alive. I got no problem with it. Like, to me, it's you got 60 minutes uh, of playtime. And you play to the final whistle. If you're not ready, you're not ready. But I, I would never lighten up and think, all right, game's over. I'm just going to stand up. And, and I don't care how many times it's been done. I think you would still be re- ready for a final play. Yeah. Here's here's how I, I just I look at it is, uh, number one, awesome for any fantasy owner that maybe needed like a tenth of a point from Lamar Jackson and you end up uh, getting some extra points or you know however that scenario would play out. Then there's the video game aspect of it when you're playing with your buddies. You don't get really mad if they throw for yardage, but when they cross the end zone and score, (laughs) that's where I would be mad if I was Vic Fangio. The Ravens' record has nothing to do with the Broncos, except that maybe they were one of the 43 teams that were unable to keep them under 100 yards. But realistically, it's such a Ravens thing. It didn't change the score. It didn't do anything. So I I didn't really have a big deal about it. I just thought, like, man, that's pretty awesome if you were sitting there with Lamar Jackson and you're thinking he's going to take a knee and lose yards and then all of a sudden oh contraire mon frere that is not the case yeah i'm just always a big believer of uh look you got your thing within your institution that you think makes it work and if your identity is running the football being able to say hey fellas we've done this this many times let's keep it going there, there's something to that about streaks and consistency and whatever else and Vic Fangio it's you know you took a loss you had seven starters out take the hug and move on but I can't wait to see how much he hates Mike Tomlin he hates these cans <laughs> I'm gonna quote the jerk oh good old Steve Martin oh, it's one, of the, one of the best we'll see if Vic Fangio is in the phone book or not get Mike he's on Twitter get him at Swollen Dome you could find me on Twitter at Dad Byer on Fox. Week four is in the books, and it ended with the Chargers topping the Raiders on Monday Night Football, twenty-eight to fourteen. Justin Herbert ends up throwing three touchdowns. Austin Eckler a big night, and the Raiders are knocked from the ranks of the unbeaten. Yeah, final team standing, your Arizona Cardinals. But Monday Night Football, I mean, the Austin Eckler train. I mean, folks, if they were watching it after that lightning delay. Uh, chaotic times here in Los Angeles where there's lightning and rain and uh, the whole city shuts down for a moment, including the the ability to get into the stadium, Dan, because the uh, internet and everything went down so they couldn't scan tickets. So people had to just stand outside in the rain. How crazy oh. is that? Uh, but Austin Eckler had that moment where he left the field and I was like, uh-oh. Already, And then he had his ankle retaped, looked a little shaky early, but comes through with a monster performance, Uh, finished third for fantasy points for the week. You know who had him third in our top five? That's right. I hit one on the money. It's like winning on the price is right. I should get like double the prize. Uh, But a huge night from him and the Chargers got off early. Justin Herbert was fantastic. Defense was on point. Uh, But really, Austin Eckler was the story of this game because you expected good Good things from Herbert. You expected some fireworks in the passing game, but to get the type of uh, performance you did from Eckler, you know, he, getting his three for 28 in the score uh, through the air and another 117 on the ground, you take the spike and you move forward. I know it wasn't a great night for the Raiders, and their highlight was the Hunter Renfro tackle on the fake yes. punt or the hit on the fake punt. This was my takeaway, though, from this game because we didn't know what to expect from Josh Jacobs after he missed the last two games with ankle injuries and also thought there was a toe issue in there, but basically an ankle for Josh Jacobs. Comes back, returns, and Mike pretty much had the entire 
lion's share of carries. Ended up running the ball 13 times for 40 yards. Kenyon Drake and Peyton Barber each just had one carry. But what was surprising to me was Josh Jacobs actually was targeted five times, had five receptions. Now, some of those were in dump-off situations, but he was in the game in a lot of passing situations, and his five catches, the most he's ever had in any game in his career. So not saying that Josh Jacobs is going to evolve into this pass-catching you know, maven. It's just the fact that he was utilized in a game after missing a couple of weeks to that extent. At least if I have Josh Jacobs, I'm a little bit more positive I've got a little bit more to look forward to as, as things move ahead, just how he was used in this game. And I think it could be something we could see moving forward with the well, Raiders. Yeah, and I think we can go through the, the first quarter of the season. Not not quite. We still need another quarter of football next week uh, to truly do that, right? As we now have those pesky 17th games. So weird, yeah. Now yeah. I don't even know what the halfway – I don't know if it's like, you know – 1.30 Eastern time in the you know the early window on in week five. I have no idea what's going to be the quarter mark. Something like that. We we could call it that just for uh, for giggles, but sure. and for our own edification. But uh, to your point uh, of him catching the ball out of the backfield, that's going to be paramount going forward because we've seen the Raiders as much as they had the prolific offense and the final numbers were always there. Right, what 471 yards of offense per game through the first three weeks, they fell behind all the time, Dan. Mm-hmm. And they did it again on Monday night against the Chargers, and that's becoming a pattern, missing a couple of members of the offensive line, but down early. Offense sputtered. We, we had, what, three straight three and outs. They had zero yards of offense on their first three possessions. So uh, I think you're going to see Jacobs, when he's healthy and able to go, is going to have to be part of the passing game. Try to back off the rush uh, and, and keep the you know Derek Carr upright, and uh, you know from being under siege. A lot of great post game quotes from Joey Bursa, Bosa about him turtling uh, Derek Carr with the football. I don't know. Good job to uh, live to see another down and protect the football. But either way, that you know you're looking at a guy in the first half. They they went away from everything that had made the offense prolific uh, in prior games of getting the ball downfield, and then they get down once again and, and start winging it. And you saw the big plays to rugs and whatever. But yeah, for for Josh Jacobs, the the biggest thing is is he going to be able to stay on the field, Dan? As always. So yeah, if you're holding yeah. Drake or Barber continue to hold or if you like something else on the owner of Josh Jacobs roster maybe you can dangle it saying you've seen your guy out of the lineup already pal uh how'd you like to have his backup at a very nice premium I'd rather have Peyton Barber as the backup or the handcuff than Kenyon Drake I agree yeah it just doesn't 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 seem there's just something that's just just not there with Kenyon Drake all right here's our time to clean up a little of what we did last yeah. time Mike and I just give our report cards check ourselves make sure that we're, we're doing all right my three-point conversion did not come to fruition as much as I would have hoped nailed the points of Palooza I wanted you to avoid Kareem Hunt that was a bad idea there wasn't a lot of scoring in Minneapolis between the Browns and Vikings but the scoring that the Browns did when they got into the end zone was Kareem Hunt so missed on that I, I I don't know what is going on with Miles Sanders in Philadelphia well actually I do know what's going on absolutely nothing and the yeah. opportunity that I thought after they they neglected him in the running game on Monday night Mike I thought that they would overcorrect it against Kansas City that did not happen so I missed that I nailed the points of Palooza in that aspect of the 72 points that they put up but just Philadelphia is just not utilizing the running game I I know they're, they're, they're down some on the offensive line, but to me that would actually give them more reason to maybe try to run the football a little bit more. So missed out on that one when it comes to Miles Sanders, who, by the way, only had seven carries, and it was Kenneth Gainwell who yeah. had the touchdown run for Philadelphia. Yeah, Gainwell, a guy that uh, you can already see the momentum towards a uh, waiver wire claiming. I, I went two out of three on the three things, just saying, hey, it hurts so good, it ain't going to be pretty, uh, but fantasy points count just the same. And- yep. And once again, he gave you another big output. Sam Darnold, if he's going to continue with the rushing touchdowns, 
uh, fantastic uh, for everybody involved as he had another big game uh, with with his output. He's just been ridiculous thus far, uh, ridiculously efficient for fantasy owners if you have the trust, particularly in daily leagues, I guess, is where he would probably be making his hay. But I said he'd have another 300-yard game. He got the 301, gave you four total touchdowns. And then figuring that you couldn't go to the first target of DeAndre Hopkins against the Rams, that you'd go down the wire and find yourself some more Christian Kirk. Instead, one target, one catch, five yards. As you saw more A.J. Green, the ageless, timeless A.J. Green being a factor for Kyler Murray. I told you I gave you one reason to start a guy, and that reason was the Seahawks defense couldn't stop anybody. So I told you to start Debo Samuel I hope you did because he was the second highest scoring wide receiver in fantasy in week four. Only Tyreek Hill bested Debo Samuel's eight catches for 156 yards and two touchdowns. I gave you a reason to bench Lamar Jackson. I felt that Denver was the best defense that Lamar and the Ravens had faced this season. Lamar did throw for over 300 yards, Mike, but only in the one touchdown pass at only 28 yards rushing, which is a bit low for him. He was middle of the pack when it comes to uh, scoring for quarterback-wise, so I actually feel a little okay with with the reason to bench Lamar Jackson considering the other QB performances that were out there. Yeah, no, sure. I, I had some good, some bad, some downright ugly. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll start with the ugly because that's always the most fun. Uh, two of my top five were Brady and, and Josh Allen. Allen finished 14th in that 40 to nothing burial. You saw the score. You're like, oh, I'm getting fat. No, you didn't. Uh, 14th uh, for the week. And then Tom Brady didn't have it. I can't, I didn't, you should have gotten some bonus points for him being able to hurdle himself for a first down, Dan. Uh, but I found out, though, you only get the point one per yard. So that didn't matter. So finished 27th uh, amongst quarterbacks. Cooper Cup, I had him second. Just a dismal five catch, 64 yard day. He still is uh, among your leaders for the year, but he was 40th uh, in Week four, Stephon Diggs finished 16th, and then DeAndre Swift and then Trey Sermon was one of the hot plays. Uh, they finished uh, 38th and 39th, respectively, so they can beat it. Uh, on the hits, uh, well, I, I didn't think I'd need 45 passing yards to do it, but Jacoby Myers uh, finished 21st amongst wide receivers, eight catches, 70 yards, two beautiful spirals. We did talk about him, his passing acumen uh, last week, though, so we got that. Uh, I was on the other side of the Miles Sanders. I just I didn't believe Sirianni would use him. And he's he's becoming Matt Nagy 2.0. We really need to get this guy involved. Did you use him? Nah. Hey, you know what? Next week, we really need to get that guy involved. Uh, Heineke was one of the ninjas. He finished fifth. We talked about Jalen Hurts. Uh, Eckler, I had third for running backs. Cool. Finished third. DJ Moore, I had third amongst wide receivers finished third. So uh, I'm going to play 33 with some other number in the lottery. Najee Harris finished sixth amongst running backs uh, even though he only had 62 yards on the ground, a little hand-wringing. And then two of my cold sores were uh, Derek Carr finished 25th and Matthew Stafford who finished 16th. So I'll take those small victories and we'll move on to week five. I also said in our last podcast that Tom Brady would throw not one, not two, not three, but four touchdown passes against his former team. And I was off by, let me check the notes here, a four. So, yeah, so there were zero touchdown passes for Tom Brady in New England on Sunday It was a great Sunday game, night. though. Oh, man. Yeah, it, was, it was exciting. It was it, well, exciting's not the right word. What did you think it of was, the field goal try? Yeah, it was entertaining. What did I think of it? Yeah. I... I thought at the time that the last thing that you wanted to do was allow Brady more time. And I just don't think 56 yards, even if the wind was with you in the rain, it's a tough ask. And I think that because Nick Folk be, like got so close, like, I mean, it hit the upright that it makes it look more of like a 50-50 decision when I just, I think they should have gone for it. Yeah, the the one thing in the notes that stood out was coming in, there had been a lot of reports that he was having issues with his plant leg. So mm-hmm. that was the only reason I really questioned. Otherwise, it set up the, the perfect uh, scenario of what everybody talked about for a month or once they first saw this game on the schedule, back when schedule release day happened, Dan, was who's the smarter guy? And I mean, yeah. I mean you heard it all week. And so this was Belichick. If uh, Folk hits it, 
And then it's his it's Belichick's defense, which befuddled Brady for a good chunk of the day, forced him to sail balls, whatever, that uh, he wanted to show he was a genius. And having Mac Jones convert a first down wasn't going to do that. Sure. So why, why not uh, see if you can get the field goal and then see if you can stop Tommy one more time? So it was the hubris move, even if it maybe wasn't. Well, I'll say this. I know there was there's a lot of stuff that was flying around. And, and if you know, we've all seen the Tom Brady, the Tom Brady transform or his face transform into the Bucko Bruce logo for Tampa. <laughs> I think that uh- there are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Pat the Patriot should be Bill the Patriot. Like, I think I think that's what Bob Kraft needs to do is have the Patriot, the flying Elvis on the helmet, actually just be a profile of Belichick. I dig that. Or or if you want it to be Steve Belichick and his tongue or whatever, that's fine, too. You can you can do that. But <laughs> it, it, I'll tell you what, the game was a lot of hype, but it actually did provide a good three-plus hours of entertainment. So I will give kudos to everyone involved in that one. They say, if you love something, set it free. At LifeLock, we say, that's bull hockey. All that saving up and paying off debt just for some identity thief to set it free? Crazy talk. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at LifeLock.com aware. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, let's start looking ahead. And by looking ahead, you know what we do here on Fox Sports Radio and the I Want Your Flex podcast. We look back. That's what we're going to do. As Mike said, we're kind of at the quarter point. We don't necessarily know for sure where the quarter point is now that there's 18 weeks in the season. But usually after week four, that's a good good chunk of the season where we have. And, Mike, what stands out to me as we head into week five is the disappointment in how many first-round picks we've had just in drafts that we had a month or a month and a half ago. And I'm sitting here, and I don't know if you can hear it or not. I'll try to... I'll try to flip the pages. The old trusty magazine. Oh, there it is. You can hear that? The trusty magazine, Mike. I dig I've got that. the old, I've got a, a a random fantasy magazine. I won't tell you who it is because I don't want to I don't want their rankings to be so awful, but you had your rankings, I had mine. I just figured we'd take these from this magazine. This was the top ten, and Cam Akers was in this top ten. So I'm gonna give you the top eleven. But that also shows you of like how bad it's been for fantasy performers so far. Number one, no surprise, Christian McCaffrey. Well, now Christian McCaffrey's hurt. Dalvin Cook, guess who's hurt? 
Dalvin Cook, he was number two. Derrick Henry, I think, has lived up to the billing of, of what he has done. Yep, number three overall. Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's good. If you have Derrick Henry on your squad, good for you. Saquon Barkley was ranked fourth in wow. this. And Saquon Barkley had a great week four, but there were so many questions. I think you could have debated whether he would have been a top ten back. But since he's on this list, Mike, we really only have a week four performance from him that is worthwhile. Five was Alvin Kamara. Kamara didn't get in the end zone this past weekend. A couple of weeks ago, had a dud against Carolina. Six was Ezekiel Elliott, who finally had a real breakout game this past weekend against Carolina. Then there was Cam Akers. Then Jonathan Taylor, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, and Aaron Jones. I mean, you want to talk about some duds that we've gotten from these guys. Like, Derrick Henry is the only guy of those. I mean, Tyreek Hill had a great game against the Eagles this past weekend, and maybe you could put him into some of the conversation. But I just think that Derrick Henry, to me, seems like the only guy that you really were happy with if this ended up being, you know, a a top 10 that you had to pick from in your draft. Yeah, it's it's always the the debates, right, as you go through of – are we talking about consistency? Is there some extra grade for that? Or are we just talking about aggregate, right? Because Tyreek Hill at this point is number two amongst wide receivers, but he's had two good weeks. Yeah. Right? It's been yep. two monster weeks bookending two miserable performances. So what does that get you? That gets you a number two overall in the wide out range, right? Terry McLaurin had a, a monster week to extend it, you know, down a little bit further into would-be heroes. Uh, but with that huge game in week four, suddenly he's the fifth highest scoring wide receiver. So one game can still kind of vault you a ton, as you said, with Saquon Barkley. But yeah, in terms of consistency, you got Derrick Henry. Everybody else has been uh, a bit of a roller coaster to this one uh, as you go through. And it shows how difficult it is uh, to when do we try to take the snapshot and, you know, the NFL does their thing certainly week one with schedules, but you can go through. I mean, there's been a number of teams where you go, wow, the schedule has just been absolute murder for them. And then others, like, because that was the question of Denver going into week four, Carolina going into week four of, all right, who have they really played mm-hmm. to this point? And, he, and, and even the Raiders, like on paper, like there were three teams in a row that were would-be playoff contenders, right? Baltimore, then Pittsburgh, then Miami. And Baltimore looks to be the part four weeks in, question mark. And then you have Pittsburgh and Miami that are wringing their hands and trying to figure out which way is up. So, you know, at this point, uh, yeah, there's a lot of football to be played. I think the the point to take out of it is that just, again, remember that it's a marathon. So even if you've started miserably, uh, there's a lot of ground to make up at this point. And if you're in a guillotine league, well, you can just be a vulture and start picking off the scraps <laughs> of the guys that underperformed early. If, if you drafted Nick Chubb, you probably got what you expected from Nick Chubb so far. But just some of the some of the other guys, even a guy like Aaron Jones of the Packers, you know, that that was just on the 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 bottom part. He would have been he's number 11 on this list, but we made him in the top 10 because of the anchor, uh, the uh, acres injury. But you mentioned like the Tyree kill thing of the two great games. You know, Aaron Jones in the span of two weeks went from 2.2 to 35.5 in, in one of my leagues right. as, I, as I look at him. So, yeah, there's just it, – it, it to me, that consistency, consistency – and it's not that Christian McCaffrey was going to give you eight catches for 72 yards and a touchdown rushing and a touchdown receiving in every game, but it's just that Christian McCaffrey got hurt again. Dalvin Cook's hurt again. Jonathan Taylor hasn't done – like – the top 10 of the top 12 guys that were likely picked in your fantasy league, it's kind of been a hot mess one quarter through the season so far. Yeah, and even if we'd go position by position, right? We mentioned Sam Darnold before, and, well, with his rushing touchdowns, he's fifth amongst quarterbacks. Nobody's drafting Sam Darnold in the top 20. Likewise, Daniel Jones is number six because of rushing acumen at a huge week four. Uh, You know, keep on going down the line. I mean, Cordero Patterson with the week he had this week. 
Like all of a sudden you're going, rubbing your eyes going, wait, wasn't that the guy the kick returner, then the wide receiver? Yeah, now he's a running back. And maybe he's available at running back on the waiver wire. Otherwise, uh, you got one hell of an advantage uh, if you're able to use him as a wide out in a WR3 right now. But after this huge game uh, in the loss to Washington, he's number two behind Derrick Henry. Amongst running backs. Crazy. So it just shows you how weird uh, the early part of 2021 has been. And I'm glad you mentioned Cordero Patterson because not that Cordero, Cordero Patterson was a, a fantasy star in 2018, but there were a lot of names that popped up in week four that would have shined in, say, 2018. Ezekiel Elliott was one. James Conner, we have a James Conner sighting coming in. You know, Saquon Barkley ends up turning things around and, and, and popping up and, and having a game in New Orleans. Like It was, it was a flashback to, the, to about three years ago in fantasy where there are a lot of names that maybe you weren't sure on how much they had left in the tank, but actually gave you something in week four. We haven't had a big game from Matt Ryan for crying out loud. Hey. Hey, shock and awe. <laughs> what do you what do you know in another Falcons loss? That's well, amazing. And, and another Washington football team defensive uh, debacle would be the kind way to say what their defense has been through four weeks after being an expected top three fantasy performer. It is the I Want Your Flex podcast. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Anything else pop out to you as we've kind of hit this quarter you know, mark of the season or as we enter week four and head into week five? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing for me is uh, the slow and steady wins the race. Uh, we're still at the don't overthink it because you don't have to be desperate yet. I guess that was the underscore and the thing that, you know, trying to take away from those top that top ten list from the magazine of it's a long slog and, and along the way the peaks and valleys that in theory it all evens itself out. I know that that's not the easy way to go, especially say you're, you're on these leagues where, you know, best ball scenarios or guillotines or whatever you're playing in uh, that you're going to have these troughs. But uh, we're now in that. All right. We I think we know who teams are. There's still a couple uh, with identities that we're not quite mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but I, I think we've we've got at least enough because basically we've gone through a preseason at this point. Since you don't do really do preseason anymore through yeah. four weeks, That's even though all true. the games count, we we at least now know the identity with the number of players that move around and all the ancillary parts. The other thing is uh, the injury lists are now like 47 pages long. So, I mean, you think about going into the weekend and a lot of unknowns, right? Denver and Baltimore. And then all of a sudden game day, Denver's missing seven starters. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, as much as you're tracking it during the week, you still need to be cognizant, uh, you know, as of game game day morning of maybe some of those late scratches, the hope we're going to go. And it's not just the skill position, guys, that you need to monitor. And that's usually what we hear about versus the interior guys, right? The Monday night game against the Chargers. Oh, hey, the, the Raiders are down two guards. Well, that's going to change the complexion of things now, isn't it? So, you know, going a little deeper beyond the guys on your roster to the guys that affect your roster as we get into the second quarter of the season. I also think that coaches aren't necessarily sure how to handle the week, uh, the 18-week season. And it's just one extra game, but it's an extra game. And I think that it, when, when you look at especially what Tampa did, Mike, last season, they had their bye late. It was like week 13, and they were able to turn it on and make a push. And I think that that example is one that other coaches around the NFL hope that their teams can uh, can maybe follow. And you're not going to see guys peaking in week three, in week four, in week five. You don't want your team to necessarily do that. So I'm curious on how coaches end up massaging things, especially over these next, you know, four or five weeks. We've got the buys coming in. We've got a London game coming up in week five. Yeah, so in week be five, some travel the Jets there. early. 
Yeah, yeah. So there's, so I think there's a lot of stuff. But when you take it now and you say, all right, it's an 18 week season, I think that I, I think that even some coaches are wondering on how they're going to do this. Maybe they give guys a little bit more rest. Maybe snap counts are affected a little bit. I think that's all still kind of up in the air, and we aren't sure how it's going to play out for the rest of the regular season. Yeah, I think for the contenders, certainly you've got to where where you can on the schedule and the you know, must wins or, or the not must wins, but the, the easier parts, right. Where there's the opponent that you should beat, you know, can you take a little bit of a different approach, right? Get up early and then do the, all right, we're, we're done with this one. Uh, Not that teams give up, but the idea that maybe you get those secondary players, uh, some PT, especially at the running back position because of the wear and tear. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. That you'd like to keep those touches off. So we'll be monitoring that and certainly uh, something to watch as we we get into the buys, which are are coming up pretty soon, right? First week of... uh, yeah, well, week, week six. six, right? So Atlanta, New Orleans, the Jets, and San Francisco. Yeah, because unfortunately in week five, as we mentioned, we do have that London game. I'll be on air to, to cover it, but uh, when it's the, the Jets and the Falcons, I, I don't know how much excitement you got going there. Uh, it is 400 bucks to get in at, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, though. Maybe, maybe you can play. As well. Ooh, nicely. Can I go play some D for Atlanta? <laughs> I'll tell you what, Matt Ryan's not getting it to Kyle Pitts. No. So if you want to uh if you want to play for the Falcons, you can maybe uh maybe do that. Uh, as you can tell, I may be a Kyle Pitts owner. In I can one of tell, my maybe a little bit of investment there. <laughs> it has been the Pitts having him on my team through four weeks of the season. Millions in China are still waiting for their first Bible. For just $1, you can provide the paper that becomes a Bible in the waiting hands of a Chinese Christian. Tap the screen or go to AmericanBible.org slash China. All right, let's look ahead to the guys you need to add for week five. Waiver wire should be busy. By the way, I love this part about there's something about the the football season when we've we've talked so much about sports calendar within the NFL season, there is Monday night. And then there's Tuesday getting your waiver wire set. Our waivers clear Wednesday morning. Then it's free agent. Then Thursday night football. Then Friday's kind of an off night. And then you kind of ramp up Saturday with college football and making sure your like roster is set. But each day of the NFL season provides something new when you play fantasy football. So when you're on, you know, getting ready on Tuesday to get your lineups, you're going to want to listen to Mike and he'll tell you what guys you need to claim on the waiver wire. 
year. It goes so fast, right? We cycle into the next week. A uh, pair of running backs get things started. Damian Williams of the Bears, they've used him with a little bit of gadgetry. You saw a couple of big plays in, in Sunday's win over Detroit. Uh, you remember him as a member of Kansas City before he opted out in 2020. And now with David Montgomery banged up, he's going to play a much bigger role. Still waiting on the final determination as to how injured Montgomery is but uh, as we watch the Bears offense unfold while we're at it uh, Justin Fields uh, currently owned in about 40% of leagues he's a stash do I believe that he'll hit his ceiling this year? No, watching that offense. But you saw some big plays. Darnell Mooney still out there in a lot of leagues, and that's an awful lot of bears to get things started. But it's the team I know. It's the team I watch. There's opportunities there, especially if Bill Lazor's going to get to script uh, those first 15 plays. There are going to be some plays downfield. But Williams, certainly a guy to look to. Uh, you got Samaji Pirine in Cincinnati uh, with Joe Mixon having have a little pop-up on the injury report as well. Uh, Again, it's more the stash as possible. Don't commit a huge amount of your fab, but uh, we know with Cincinnati right now, you've got an offense. Once T. Higgins comes back in, that you, you've got an offense that's going to going to move. Uh, so while we're in Cincinnati, you look at C.J. Azuma. Uh, I don't know how many opportunities and glorious chances he'll have like he did against Jacksonville, but he's a guy that sprung free a couple of times, and so we add him to the tight end list alongside uh, previous uh, submissions on these, this portion of the podcast of Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz. Schultz, who had the should have been a fumble lost in week four against Carolina when it was a tie game. Ooh, you want to talk about momentum, Dan Byer. Uh, but right now he's been efficient. 20 catches on 23 targets, three scores. Uh, still only hey. owned in about a third of leagues thus far. And What's Dal- wrong with you people? You didn't listen to me last week when I told you to pick up Dalton Schultz. I know. I Gosh, know. But come that's, on. But that's why we're guys. doubling up here. Dawson Knox, we talked about him before. 15 catches on 20 targets thus far. Four touchdowns. Had a couple in week four. So those are your tight ends to look at. Uh, obviously, uh, I'll stump for Sam Darnold again because nobody's listening to me. Uh, it ain't pretty, folks, but he's not a Jet anymore. Uh, owned still in only 40% of leagues. Uh, the... Like with Justin Fields, do I think Trey Lance is ready for primetime? No, but the inevitability of Jimmy Garoppolo having some sort of injury happened in week four, so the door is open. Although I don't think Debo Samuel is going to be standing by himself uh, with such regularity, but hey, uh, we've seen uh, uh, Rob Gronkowski make a career out of it. So who who the hell knows uh, as it goes? And then we got a few wide receivers to finish it off, Dan. Uh, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller is going to miss the next game for Parker, 9-7. Nine seven. Those are his target counts thus far. And yes, I know that's the Miami offense. All I can do is get you some opportunity, Dan. That's all we can hope for. What they do with it from there is up to them. Curtis Samuel was back. Four catches, just 19 yards uh, in his return for the Washington football team. But a guy who will have a larger role going forward. You've got Rashad Bateman who I've got stashed on a couple of squads. Love the offense they're running in Baltimore and Lamar Jackson starting to take some more shots downfield once the first-round pick gets back in there. Uh, I think you're looking at an efficiency that goes up to a, even a whole other level there. And then finally, the stash, because we have no idea what the hell the long-term is for him, is uh, Josh Gordon in Kansas City. We talked about him being a potential uh, pickup for a team, and we know he's been signed. It's going to take some time to ramp up, but maybe opportunity is going to knock there uh, in KC as they look for another playmaker. That would be a Lee pickup, and you're like, what's a Lee pickup? Uh, Josh Gordon is the guy that Lee DeLapp would pick up right away when as soon as he heard that he was reinstated, I guarantee our executive producer went right to the waiver wires and went to pick up Josh Gordon. So that would be a Lee pickup. Unfortunately, there aren't going to be too many more Lee pickups on this season because our executive producer is going to be leaving us in the next episode or, or two. So a big thank you to Lee for all that he has done for the podcast. We wish him well in the world of Fox Sports Radio as he is producing the new morning show, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. So Lee's got his hands full with that. He'll be passing the torch over to Ryan Bershinger, who teams up 
up with me on Sundays in Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. So uh, I just wanted to, to, to thank Lee, but also figured that the Josh Gordon pickup is such a Lee sort of pickup. So when you have, it just seems like it has Lee Delap written all yeah, over Yeah, he's, he's grinning from ear to ear. Uh, so I'll, I'll echo it. Lee and I go back a long way to very early morning Sundays many years ago uh, and a lot of random spots through the years. Uh, I'll bring that bottle of bourbon I owe you and uh, the Packers still suck. <laughs> I'm going to give you a couple of other names that, that you do need to know for waiver wire. Marlon Mack. Oh, yeah. Because of trade possibility. Yeah. The Colts backup running back there. He is reported to be a trade candidate. So if you pick him up now, maybe on whatever team he is on, you could get some value there. Cameron Brait with Gronk being out, saw a bit of, of him in yep. action uh, on Sunday night. And also, if you're in an IDP league, Hunter Renfro of the Raiders, because he <laughs> is the only one that seemed to tackle for the Raiders in the first half. That's a joke. That Taylor was good. Heineke, it was perfect, I think perfect form, though. Yeah, it was. It was actually a really, really good hit and great recognition. Uh, Taylor Heineke, I also think, uh, is is a play for Washington. There's, for Washington, there's something about him could be good in a buy spot depending on matchups. So you may want to look for that. Uh, by the way, Lee did pick up Josh Gordon. I didn't. I wasn't even did really? sure of it. All right, he, Lee, get get the get the headset on. You uh, you did go and make a claim in that league, did you? Oh, you know it. Well, when you're when you're zero and three. You gotta you gotta shoot for the moon. So, yeah, Josh Gordon's sitting there, ready to uh, ready to jump in. Lee is the guy before the draft took place in this league. Picked up all the rookies just to think maybe that the <laughs> the the commissioner wouldn't notice that Najee Harris, you know, like was already on a roster. And I don't know if Lee was trying to hold him over when he you couldn't even like Najee Harris wasn't even drafted. We didn't even have an opportunity. That's a total Lee move. When the system's broken, you know, you got to jump on it before somebody else does. <laughs> you, know, that, that, there, you know what? There is something to be said for that. He oh. saw an opportunity and he took it. <laughs> He just picked up Matt Corral as well. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. That's but, getting uh, ahead of the game right there. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, thank you very much, Lee, for all your work. Let's, the best, uh, let, let's wrap this up before we all start to cry. Um, <laughs> I may cry Thursday for what the Rams may have for the Seahawks. Um, I, I, this, listen, this matchup, whether it be, whether it be with Sean McVay, whether it be with Jeff Fisher, for some reason, about eight or nine years ago, the Rams just started to be this thorn in the side of the Seahawks. Now, now, Mike, there were you know, there was a time greatest show on turf, and in and when the Seahawks ended up switching over to the NFC, the Rams were like you know like they were at their at their peak, you know, one one of their stronger points. The Seahawks then went on like a great run of beating the Rams for you know five six years with the Holmgren era in that time. And now it's just kind of changed where even when the Seahawks were good, the Rams were kind of their thorn on their side. And I just feel like coming off of a loss and the way that the Rams lost and the Seahawks, I just they're doing it with smoke and mirrors right now. Russell Wilson really isn't playing as well as you think he may be playing. There seems to be, if you take away the deep ball with the Seahawks, they're going to have some trouble. Chris Carson hasn't been running it at a great clip. Actually, Alex Collins seems to be a, a producer. I, so I guess my, my thought process is this. Play all your Rams. Be careful of DK Metcalf because of the Jalen Ramsey matchup. I don't love Russell Wilson, but I understand why you can't bench him. Yeah, as as you look at this one, Dan, uh, I, I wonder for the Arizona Cardinals if they didn't expose a, a little bit uh, of what the because the Rams had, had been clean Jersey Club for mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford. So while he didn't absorb a sack, he was harassed a bunch early in, in Sunday's loss to Arizona, and they didn't respond to getting punched in the mouth, which I thought was kind of interesting because Arizona yeah. that offense went to work. Uh, on the defense and like right now with Kyler Murray he's deploying a ton of options and I think that's the big question here is can you get a play out of Eskridge can you get a couple of plays out of Everett to kind of make make things 
you know, not dependent on the top spot because we, you could see, right, they're going to try to take away number one. So for DK Metcalf, all right, that's fine. Part of this field is gone and DK is gone. But can you hit with Lockett and, and make and start picking on the other corners where maybe there's an opportunity uh, based on having the depth and a guy like Russell Wilson? Because, look, there, was enough play, there were enough plays from Russell Wilson's uh, highlight reel from Sunday that were better than others, even if sure. the rest of it wasn't great. Uh, but and the, the, you know, it's, and it's a perfect point because the two points that the, the two plays that you saw were Russ running for an 18-yard touchdown, and Russ eluding the yeah. Niners defense and throwing a ball to Freddie Swain for a touchdown. What you didn't show is the Seahawks didn't get a first down until about five minutes left in the second quarter of the game. Like that's right. that's <laughs> that's where so so that's where where it's like. Yeah, Russ's numbers maybe look okay and they look all right, but really what is there? And that's the that's just the tricky part with with Seattle right now. And Everett's got his own COVID issues. They think that maybe he can go on Thursday, but, uh, you know, that isn't a, a guarantee. It's just, yeah, right now the Seahawks are a, a mixed bag when it comes to their offense. Yeah, we have the 19th best against quarterbacks in the Rams because we even saw – you know, Andy Dalton moved the ball sure. all the way back in week one, right? They they had outgained them and, and first downs and whatever for much of the game. Uh, and then you got the Seahawks that are the eighth worst. Eight touchdowns allowed, just one pick thus far. You've got a middle of the pack against the run Rams team, right? 22nd. And you got the second worst uh, against fantasy running backs, giving up 32 points a game are your Seahawks. And then, like, there's going to be points in this game, I guess, is the point. Yeah, that I'm trying to make. So, you know, don't be afraid to start your players here and looking for love in the uh, in your fantasy box scores for daily purposes. Like I said, if you've got some, uh, you know, you want to go with the the cheap option, go try to find one of the the deep options in these games because I think the 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 normal studs might be uh, muted a little bit, but that you're still going to find the weak part of the defensive secondary. I'll sum it up this way. Play everybody that you normally would from these squads. Just don't be shocked if you're a little disappointed. That's all. That's all. That's all it is. It could come to fruition. Lockett could have another big play for Seattle. Russell Wilson could throw for four touchdowns. Cooper Cup could get back on his train. Daryl Henderson could get. All of that stuff could happen. But if it doesn't, just don't be overly shocked by it. That's the only thing. I there is nobody, Mike, that I would bench in this matchup. You, right. you know, just for matchup reasons, but. Sometimes weird things happen between these teams. I mean, they, you know, they, they they've played some crazy ones on Thursday night as well. Some some crazy high scoring affairs. We could see it again, but there's just something that's just not necessarily clicking with Seattle. And to your point, Rams defense maybe not clicking uh, as well either. Over under sitting at fifty four and a half for this nice one, and juicy. So there should yeah. be stuff there there for you. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. We've reached the quarter point. We think of the NFL season. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast so far. Again, we're with you twice a week, bringing you information with new episodes every Tuesday and every Friday, which is when we will talk to you again. Be well. Switch to Spectrum Mobile and get unlimited data for only $29.99 per month each when you get two or more lines. You could save hundreds on your mobile bill. Plus, there are no added taxes, hidden fees, and no contracts. Click to try the Spectrum Mobile Savings Calculator, and in three easy steps, you'll see how much you could save. Visit SpectrumMobile.com save. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Spectrum Internet required. Restrictions apply. Visit SpectrumMobile.com for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.